ever wondered who and what is shaping Luxembourg? This is your Lux Unplugged podcast with your hosts, Adrian and Thierry. Hi, I'm Thierry. Welcome to another episode of our Supply Chain Untangled series, sponsored by the Cluster for Logistics. On today's episode, I had the pleasure to talk to Barbara Chevalier, CEO at CFL Multimodel. CFL is, for obvious reasons, a well-known company to Luxembourg residents and visitors. But in this conversation, we discuss the business model behind CFL Multimodel. Barbara explains the various services and solutions that this Luxembourg-based company offers to customers in various industries across Europe. Over the years, the company invested in state-of-the-art technology and equipment that enables the company to provide efficient and sustainable solutions that meets the needs of its clients across Europe. To highlight another key topic during the conversation, I asked Barbara about CFL's commitment to innovation, safety and sustainability, a topic that is at the heart of this company as it earns its reputation as a trusted partner in the logistics industry. But now, without further ado, my conversation with Barbara Chevalier, CEO at CFL Multimodel. Hi, Barbara. Thank you for joining us here on the Luxembourg podcast. Hello. Great to be with you today. Thank you for the invitation. Thank you, Barbara. Um, for people who don't know you, how would you introduce yourself? Well, um, I am Barbara Chevalier. I am working at um, CFL Multimodel. We are um, a logistics service provider with a, a strong expertise in rail and intermodal transport solution. Um, we are based in Luxembourg and operate throughout Europe. My background is uh, business administration. I began my career in the industry and I also spent some years in the advisory services business before joining CFL Multimodal in, in 2010. My interest for the logistics sector has just been increasing since <laughs> Then, it's a tough sector, but uh, with um, huge potential, very committed people, very interesting, and uh, our action is very concrete. Our job makes all the more sense today, at least for me, as um, we are in the front line to help our clients to reduce their carbon footprint. You started off your career in, in Germany before you spent over eight years at one of the uh, big four, uh, namely Ernest & Young, uh, since 2010 at uh, CFL. Uh, what motivated you to join Ernest & Young and then uh, CFL? Well, first, it's about uh, meeting, uh, meeting the right people, people who inspire you, people who trust you and with whom you want to work. And it's also about uh, taking opportunities. So, um, yes, I started my career at the right beginning at BASF uh, as a supply chain project manager. Then I moved to, to Luxembourg and I had the opportunity to broaden my expertise working for first for Arthur Anderson and then for EY. And it was a very rich experience. And as a consultant, um, I worked for the group CFL and in particular for CFL Multimodal. And uh, at that time, the company had only 150 employees and uh, uh, the company was uh, had a lot of challenges to face. And uh, that's why I decided to, to join the team. And how have you felt the transition working for the client and afterwards actually being on the side of the client, and namely here, uh, CFL? How was that experience? 
It was a, a very good experience, and I have to say, um, having worked in the industry before joining the the advisory services, I really had I really really had the impression that I I needed to to go back to the operation and and to make sure that the the, the concept. I was working on, I could also implement them. So uh, that was a very good, uh, uh, a very good step forward. But the, working at Ernst Young brought wide experience, a lot of experience, a lot of methodology also. So it's really complementary, and uh, and uh, and I, I really enjoyed both uh, both kind of work. You know, you've been promoted to CEO recently, so uh, huge congratulations. How have you experienced the first few months in this particular role? Thank you. Um, well, I've been working with the management team in place over the past years uh, as a director for strategy and business development. This, for me, it's a sort of um, <laughs> sort of logical steps. <laughs> um, it's not a, a big bang, and and I have to say that uh, uh, we have a, a very good team in place, and it's very valuable, um, especially with the current external environment. So it's new challenges, but uh, I'm I'm happy to 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 take them. And uh, you know. W- Mainly, you know, usually when we in this podcast we 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 talk about the actual company you um uh, working at at the moment. So most listeners in Luxembourg know CFL, but who is CFL uh, Multimodal, and what is their core mission? Well, as I mentioned previously, CFL Multimodal is a logistics service provider. We are um, a subsidiary of the group CFL. And together with our sister company, the Railway Undertaking CFL Cargo, we offer a a broad range of logistic services, including, of course, rail transport solutions, but not only. We do have our own warehouses. Um, We have uh, road transport activities. We're also a custom agent here in Luxembourg. So I would summarize our core mission has proposing value-added multimodal solutions to our client. Value-added because that's together with our clients that we develop logistic solutions that go beyond the standard service. And multimodal is uh, because we try as much as we can to include rail in our logistic solutions and to help our clients moving from a 100% road transport organization to a railroad organization. That's very important for us as uh, compared to road. Rail means 70% less carbon emission. It means six times less energy consumption. It means 12 times less external costs. And and we are convinced that um, we have a a big role to play in addressing uh, climate change issues uh, together with our clients that are either the industry or uh, road transport companies or, or bigger logistic, uh, logistics organization. And I think overall, uh, when it comes to the logistics industry, um, in, in a couple of questions, obviously, um, we're going to talk uh, about the CO2 emissions um, and so on. Uh, three pillars of your company are the following, a one-stop shop, crossroad of Europe, multimodal expertise. How would you compete against other players in the market? 
uh, mainly neighboring neighboring countries? Is it more working together to provide the service, or is there really a harsh uh, competition going on? Well, of course, there's a there's a harsh competition going on. That's that's for sure. But uh, in Luxembourg, we also have a culture of partnership. We do put a lot of emphasis on 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 partnership, but you named it. We 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 try to position ourselves based on the the three concepts: uh, the one-stop shop concept, the crossroad of Europe concept, and the multimodal expertise. The one-stop shop is. What does it mean? It means that um, we have built and developed our multimodal hub here in Luxembourg, including various services from warehousing to secure truck stop, the intermodal terminal, the marshalling yard, the workshops for repair, um, with the objective uh, of uh, meeting our client needs, making sure that they've got good reason to organize their European logistics with CFL Multimodal in Luxembourg on a long-term perspective, on a partnership perspective. So that's the first point. That's the reason why, that the reason behind this one-stop-shop concept. Then we have to to make something out of the fact that we are, uh, we, we, we tend to say that Luxembourg is at the heart of Europe. And, and that's true in different dimensions. Um, especially geographically, of course, um, we've got 40% of the uh, EU GDP in a 500-kilometer radius. So we are in the heart of Europe, of the of the industrial Europe, and the consumption also consumption um, uh, zones. Uh, so geographically, culturally, in Luxembourg, we are multicultural. We are able to deal with different cultures in different languages. And that's not that obvious, so we have to value it. Um, so with this, we can position ourselves and act as an international hub. And finally, the multimodal expertise, having both the, the road transport and the rail transport expertise is and will be more and more a key competitive factor in logistics. Uh, the manufacturers, the retailers, the industry in general, uh, they must reduce their environmental impact. And it's no more a wish, it's a must. Um, and this means reducing carbon footprint. And we are convinced that uh, our combined knowledge of road and rail transport, and especially intermodal transport, is very valuable for, for our client to support them um, in finding the right solution and changing from, as I mentioned before, from a 100% road organization to a more multimodal organization. So um, that's the, the three things, one-stop shop, crossroad of Europe and multimodal expertise. That's our three key success factors for, for competing with, uh, with, um, within, within Europe. And in terms of providing a service in the logistics environment, having these combinations of rail and road, and when we talk about uh, ecological footprint, how easy or how difficult was it in the last couple of years to convince clients to transport their goods onto the rail network rather than the road network, if I can actually mention it like that? Well, it's not easy. It's not easy. It's it becomes easier 
we see the um, with the European New Green Deal, with with the objective that that the the European Union uh, has set, and also uh, the the work done in in relation with the greenhouse gas emission or with a corporate sustainability reporting directive, that more and more companies, uh, industries, or, or logisticians try to move towards new uh, new ways of transporting goods and that's a good thing and on our side and especially in in the rail sector we also have to do our homework we have to uh, <laughs> to be able to to meet the needs of our clients uh, and a lot of things have happened already in in the rail sector in the past years a lot of of uh, evolution but we we have still a lot of uh, challenges to uh, to take. Um, we have to be uh, more more flexible. Um, we have to have a better quality of service. Um, there's a, a big challenge of inter- interoperability in in Europe. This means being able to to drive a train from 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 the north of Europe to the south of Europe this is not obvious so we have a certain number of homework that we have to do as a rail sector but uh, i'm quite optimistic because uh, a lot have, has happened already and um, and there are a lot of projects that are currently uh, ongoing to be able to be more performant so i'm i'm quite uh, i'm quite optimistic for the future and all in in this part obviously ecologistics is a very popular term in the supply and logistics industry uh, reducing co2 in transportation of goods and your commitment to the environment and overall ethics uh, how important is luxembourg as a location for your company or your part of the CFL group, uh, but also in a broader logistics and supply chain uh, industry. Luxembourg is our main hub. That's where we have the majority of our people and of our infrastructure, the warehouse, the workshops, the intermodal terminal, the marshalling yard. Um, so we developed this main hub as a European hub. And from there, we built our network of, of trends and our network of, of services. And thus, we, from Luxembourg, we address three markets. We address the, the domestic, the regional market. That's the first one. We address the, the European market, mainly for inland good transportation. And we address the market overseas for import and export uh, from Europe to, to, to the rest of the world and, and import to also. That's what we tend to say. We are anchored in Luxembourg, but we are um, a European actor uh, and even an international actor. To ju- what you say before, saying that uh, ecologistic is a very popular term. Yes, today it's the case, but it was not, it was not uh, always the case. Um, our motto, ecologistic for our future, dates back to uh, 2010. And I can tell you, 10, 15 years ago, it was not so popular. So I'm happy that now we are more and more talking about um, about the, the climate change um, uh, challenges, and we are more and more talking about the importance of um, of uh, having a um, sustainable transport solution, because it helps us to concretely provide the services that we uh, that we offer since uh, since years of already. So it's. Um, it's it's a big step that that, that we took, uh, uh, especially with the with the new Green Deal. Well, 
Well, as you as you just mentioned, so if it's been uh, within your company for let's say ten years plus, uh, how helpful has the Luxembourg government been in in that particular transition compared to some of your competitors in other countries that might face uh, more challenging uh, environments to deal with? Yeah, Luxembourg has been um, has been very important. The the role of the of the of the state has been has been very important. Uh, back to I think it was two thousand and four, the 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 strategy for diversification, where logistic was one of the pillar. From that time, we had a clear roadmap on uh, from the state on which investments were the most critical one. And um, the Luxembourgish state is today uh, one of the first states in Europe investing, especially in infrastructure, and that's crucial. If you don't have a good infrastructure, you you, you cannot develop um, um, uh, reliable services. The role of the state was was major for the development of of uh, of uh, our activities here in Luxembourg and also. Um, well, uh, abroad in in Europe. So being with uh, the CFL now for over 10 years, uh, where do you see CFL uh, multimodal in uh, five to 10 years then? Well, the environment is uh, is quite uh, unpredictable and I, I unfortunately uh, don't have any uh, crystal ball. <laughs> so I, I can't really tell you where we will be in five to 10 years, but I can tell you what's important for the company in order to to be here in five uh, in five to ten years. So our first probably first challenge is to um, to strengthen our position uh, as a as a multimodal hub in Europe because as I mentioned before we are we are anchored in Luxembourg but we are acting. In Europe, and uh, the domestic market is very limited, um, so we have to be uh, strong, both in Luxembourg and in the other in the other European countries. Um, so we have to strengthen the position of our multimodal hub with the right infrastructure and the right services. That's the probably the most uh, the most important thing. And what about then uh, the current challenges uh, the industries is facing then at the moment? Is it still like other industries, labor shortages um, and, and rising costs of uh, mainly fuel? I mean, we are all facing the same short-term, short-term difficulties, I would say. But I would name three major challenges uh, for us. The first one is, as we are part of the rail sector, the, the, one of the first challenge we have is to meet the, the fast evolving uh, client needs. There's a, a momentum for rail transport and especially for internal transport to contribute to meet the uh, uh, EU goals for climate neutrality. And on the other side, rail sector is a very asset intensive uh, sector with, with long-term investment. Uh, so the first challenge we face is to increase our agility and to find the, the right balance between this, uh, this uh, long-term investment and on the other side, this uh, very uh, fast-evolving uh, client needs. 
The, the second challenge is for us uh, to, uh, to finance our innovation. Innovation brings huge opportunities for our sector, but we, uh, we really have to, to find new ways to, uh, to finance these uh, this, uh, investments in, in innovation. And the first challenge is, uh, you mentioned it, recruit and retain people. We hire um, people with very diverse profiles and skills and uh, our operations are running 24 hours a day, seven days a week. So there are clear, um, uh, clear challenge in, in, in hiring the, the right people and also being able to, to retain it, to motivate them in, in, their, in, their, in, their, daily, uh, in their daily work. Uh, the Pre-Marquis de Villalobar, a recent award that uh, your company received. On these uh, positive notes, what can you tell us about this award? This award is, um, is a recognition of the CFS contribution via especially its subsidiary lorry rail and also via the intermodal terminal of Besson-Bordu-de-Lange to the development of um, the rail motorway between Luxembourg and the Spanish border and thus to the reinforcement of the economic links between the two countries. Let me perhaps say some words about the concept of rail motorway. It's, it's also a, quite a technical term. I consider it as, a, as an example of a rail solution that is completely meeting the, the market needs. The, the rail motorway is a, a train uh, transporting uh, all kinds of semi-trailers and also containers that runs four times a day in both directions over more than 1,000 kilometers. It takes around 14 hours to cover these 1,000 uh, kilometers between Luxembourg and Spain. I think we can say that today it's one of the most reliable rail services in Europe. And that's exactly the kind of service that we have to duplicate on major um, European logistic routes. Luxembourg, and especially the CFL, contributed a lot in, since 2007. That was the date of the creation of this rail motorway to develop this service. And that's what uh, basically the, the pre-market Villa Lobar is, uh, wants to, to highlight. That's the fact that uh, this investment is, uh, is very important and contribute efficiently to the, to the economic development between these two countries. And with, the, with this particular award in mind, um, what are then the upcoming projects that uh, you are working on? We've got a couple of ones, but the major one, I would say, um, first, we want to expand our intermodal service offering on our major corridors and especially towards Eastern Europe. That's one of the big, uh, big projects we are working on for the moment. Second, uh, we uh, want to serve new sectors. And especially, um, we want to develop our activity with the pharmaceutical sector. In this regard, we've been certified GDP and so good distribution practices and TAPAP, Transport Asset Protection. And these, certific these certifications are essential to, uh, for us to provide services to the, the pharmaceutical sector, the medical sector. 
A third big project is to develop our infrastructure on a medium-term to long-term perspective. We started already. I mean, we, we haven't, we never really stopped. In 2022, for instance, we uh, we invested in a, in a third uh, crane on our terminal to uh, to handle the, the containers and the semi-trailers. Uh, that's first a, a big investment. And um, we would like to continue to develop uh, the, the terminal and the services we provide on the terminal. We will have, for instance, um, a hydrogen station uh, opening uh, probably before the summer this year. We are also investing in um, uh, e-charging stations for, for trucks. Uh, in order to promote um, solution for the decarbonation of first and last miles, and on a more longer on a longer term, we will review the concept of our terminal and probably try to expand it a little bit. Uh, and we will also um, develop uh, our infrastructure, our warehousing uh, infrastructure. So infrastructure, as I mentioned, is is one of the basis of our activity, and we have to continue to invest in them. With the infrastructure in place, you know, let's say Luxembourg, France, Spain, and so on, or Italy, how challenging is it that Eastern European countries are they the infrastructure similar developed, or is that still something that has to be changed over a period of time in order to bring? Uh, you know, a combined e-ecologistics network across all of the European countries? Well, it's very different from one country to, to the other. But I have to say, for instance, the destination we are targeting today are have the, the, the right infrastructure. So uh, um, on, on major routes, we, uh, we already have a good infrastructure. But for sure, we, we can always improve that. And, and that's why the, it's important that, that the, the, the concept of, of rail corridor, the, the concept of, of uh, infrastructure, rail infrastructure development is a shared concept. It has to be discussed and, and defined at a European level in order to guarantee that there's a, a coherence in, in the development. That's, that's, that's really important. Um, there are also, for the moment, uh, a lot of discussion uh, at European level um, in order to identify where are the major hubs where we should uh, have intermodal facilities, just like intermodal terminals. So where are the, the, the big... Uh, intermodal hubs of the future in Europe. And that's in this discussion that we are defending also the, the place of, of Luxembourg as, as one big intermodal hub being part of a European network. And uh, before we, we close this uh, podcast, and you just mentioned uh, defending Luxembourg as this uh, multimodal uh, hub, we have a very long-standing tradition here on the podcast before we close up for obvious time reasons. The personal or professional level, uh, what do you like the most about Luxembourg? And if you could, what would you change in Luxembourg? Well, I like the most about Luxembourg. I, I really appreciate and value the multiculturality of the country and really both on a personal and, and professional level. 
multiculturality goes together with open open-mindedness and i value this very much and i'm very happy for instance i've got two kids and i'm very happy that my kids grow in a in a multicultural environment uh speak different languages and 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 know that they are not only french <laughs> but that uh, that they are part of a of a, a, a bigger club that is called uh, uh europe and and even uh, uh even more than than europe so multiculturality is, is a very valuable Luxembourg also provides a very efficient business environment, and it's it's important at professional level uh, at least. And uh, and finally, there's a, a very very good quality of life here in Luxembourg, so I appreciate this uh, uh, a lot. And I, I wouldn't change much. I <laughs> I wouldn't change anything. I only wish that Luxembourg stays open-minded, stays uh, business friendly. And perhaps my only wish would be that there's a, also a stronger, uh, stronger university and and also a stronger industrial ecosystem. And and here I also include the, the neighboring regions, because working uh, in the logistics sector, um, we cannot be uh, strong in logistics if we uh, are not uh, working together with uh, with the industry. So I, I really wish that in the coming years, and especially when we talk about uh, uh, industry relocation and, 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 and development project, that, that Luxembourg and its uh, neighboring regions uh, will have a, a, a stronger position in, in, in Europe. Well, Barbara, on, uh, on this note, um, I'd like to thank you very much uh, for uh, joining us here on the on the podcast. Um, I'm sure there are many, many more exciting things uh, happening in, in the company in the, in the coming future. And I look forward to speaking to you again in, when the time is right. Thank you. Thank you, Thierry. Thank you very much. Thanks for listening to the Lux Unplugged podcast. Please share this podcast with friends and family and leave us a review on iTunes. Also, please don't forget to visit our website, luxunplugged.com. And see you next time. Mm-hmm.